Blog Talk Radio. Responders on COVID. 
and especially those wonderful people to clean up after them. Uh, tonight's program is dedicated to a young guy who is uh, a, a friend that is the son of a great friend of ours, uh, Vinny. Um, oh, God. Here we go. Papali. Uh, I'm just watching him on TV right now. He plays for the uh, Minnesota uh, Showboats and uh, no, the Memphis Showboats. Memphis. They're on uh, on TV right now. And uh, Vinny uh, graduated from the University of Delaware, uh, where he was he was an All Star uh, athlete uh, in three three different uh, sports. Also a little All American. He is a wide receiver and uh, has done a great job last week. Uh, he actually had two receptions, and uh, they're very short loss to the Philadelphia Stars. Um, they are on uh, ESPN uh, or Fox right now. So if you get a chance, tune in. Uh, tune in to a good game. USL really has uh, stepped up their game this year, and uh, we're proud to say that uh, we have a, a good friend on their, their team. So, uh, Caden, I know you and the family are watching everything, watching the game. And, oh, yeah, uh, we're big fans of the USFL. Great. Uh, also, if you get a chance, uh, you want to uh, talk about your podcast? Oh, yeah. So on Apple Podcasts, uh, me and my brothers just started uh, a, a new podcast on Apple called Tea Time Reports. We're branching out on this one. It's less of a sports podcast and more of a, a lifestyle podcast, and we're talking a lot about music and just really just you know stuff that goes on in our everyday life. and. Sports is a big part of our everyday life, so there, I mean there is there is sports content on there, but it is majority just music and some of our life experiences and stuff we like to do. So you know, please you mm-hmm. know check us out, give us a listen, give us a download. It is Tea Time Reports on Apple Podcasts, and now we're on we're actually yeah. on Spotify as well. Okay. They also do have a program on Tuesday nights on this station. Uh, it's called uh, Tea Off with Trevor, and that's uh, that's all sports. So if you get a chance to listen to any of them, um, please do. It's a, a great uh, content that they give out. Well, here we go. Uh, Tony, I'm going to start out with you because uh, you were baking too many pies last week uh, trying to catch up with us. Um, Dylan White wants to fight uh, Zero Zhang. Um He's the uh, uh, Oriental gentleman that uh, just gave somebody one hell of a fight uh, last week. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it'd be a good fight, but I don't think it's going to be one that's going to be uh, like what's getting ready to go down tonight. But, um, yeah, I think Dylan White, I, I know very little about the Oriental guy, but I know he's pretty bad. So I think Dylan White might actually get his, get a, get his hands full on this one. But uh, it'll be something okay. worth watching, but – and not like what's about to go down here tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Caden, uh, you want to talk about Max Holloway last week? So Max Holloway fought – sorry, excuse me. He fought um, Arnold Allen. He fought Arnold Allen last night, and this was a big kind of make-it-or-break-it fight. And kind of like if you – like it was weirdly enough in both of their careers. And it's kind of, like, weird that we were talking about a make-it-or-break-it fight this late in Max Holloway's career. But if he wants to go back and get that title, you know, this fight was a very, very pivotal fight in his career and his, you know, his title run to get back to UFC gold. Arnold Allen was just another, he was just another brick in the wall, just another, 
uh, another barrier he needed to overcome, and it was the complete opposite. It was honestly it wasn't the complete opposite for Arnold Allen. He also needed this is a very pivotal fight in his career. Arnold Allen is coming into the UFC hot, 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 like red hot, you know, and he's one of the highest. He's one of the highest, you know, um, like prospected featherweights that we've seen since Max Holloway. He has the hands to to, to be champion. He has the, the the fight IQ to be champion, and he's definitely shown that he deserves his title shot. You know, sooner than later. This last fight didn't go his way. It went Max Holloway's way. It was a five round decision. It was a main it was a main event in I think like UFC. It was like UFC Vegas like fifth seventy something like that. One of those you know they're on like like two hundred some like two hundred and fifty. But um, honestly, it was a good fight. It it was kind of a, a snooze fest. I'm not gonna lie, but the the better fight and the best fight of the night was the vet Edson Barbosa against the vet mm-hmm. Billy Quarantino. That was a great fight. Billy came in and he was kind of like you know he's kind of testing out the waters because you know if if you've been watching UFC for long enough, especially the lightweight division, you know who Edson Barbosa is. You know how deadly he is when it comes to his kicking game. He's probably the most powerful kicker in the entire UFC. Some people say UFC history, and I really wouldn't. I, I really would not. You know, I wouldn't disagree with him. When he fought Bobby Green, his leg kicks were so powerful. He fought when he fought Bobby Green. He he gave. I think it was the fifth leg kick of that fight. He kicked Bobby Green in the leg. Bobby checked it, and it separated. Uh, hit the calf muscle from the from from his bone. That's that's mm-hmm. how that's how powerful Edson Barboza kick was. And he came in, mm-hmm. and he was looking like prime Edson Barboza. It was like nothing I've seen in the past three years from him. He was going crazy. Bob, I know you've been watching Edson Barboza for the past couple of years, especially when he fought when he fought Khabib. Was this a was this a, 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 a kind of a surprising outcome for him? Did you really expect this from from Edson? This late in his career? No, but that was phenomenal. And but as far as this, one of the strongest kickers in the UFC, I've always got to go with my coach, Marie Smith. I've been kicked by him personally. So, and you know, he took out Coleman and stuff mm-hmm. with that. But Barboza, good stuff. I mean, phenomenal for him and uh, uh, great fight. Max Holloway, congratulations to him as well. Because uh, again, he he'll probably go down in the UFC history. Uh, or or, or uh, uh, Hall of Fame, but um, yeah, he's got another shot running running towards the title. Well, you know, one of the crazy things about Edson Barbosa and his career as a whole, we were talking about that Khabib fight. When he fought Khabib, he was prime Edson Barbosa, and he was doing that that uh, that three sixty heel kick and was knocking out back to back to back to back people. He was on a crazy run until he met Khabib. And he was throwing those he was throwing those kicks against Khabib, and Khabib was eating them like it was nothing. And it's crazy to to put up. Edwin Barbosa fought some great fighters. He knocked out some great fighters. You know his kicks make people look like wimps. And Khabib was just throwing them off of him. He was just shrugging those kicks off of him like it was nothing. Yeah, but again, Khabib's just a different natural animal. No one else in the UFC footage of them wrestling a bear. Oh, yeah, when he was a baby, he was wrestling a bear. It's insane. 
Hey, Tony, uh, what do you think Anthony Joshua and uh, Deontay Wilder uh, set for uh, December? Is that a done deal? Yes. Well, good night. Anthony Joshua, you're going to be taking a nap. Yeah. Hey, no doubt about by, it. Uh, we're doing by Ty. Ty, how you doing tonight? Hey, how's everyone doing? Doing well. Hey, Ty. Hey, how's that? How you doing? Hey, very, I'm very good. Let me ask you the same question, Ty. Anthony Joshua versus uh, Deontay Wilder. That's for December. Well, I don't think it's set yet. I know that it's bandied about there. They're talking uh, about doing it in Abu Dhabi, but it's not signed as yet, so it's not official just yet. But if it, if it happens uh, at this point, I would have to favor Deontay Wilder. Joshua looks a little gun shy. If he, if he were to put his foot on the gas and really fight in Deontay Wilder's chest, I'd give him a solid chance. But being gun shy against a confident puncher like Deontay Wilder's recipe is a disaster. So I, I, if it happens right now, I lean towards Deontay. Okay. Oh, my God. Here we are. We have the Arkansas champion has joined us also. How are you, Mr. Champion? Uh, you talking to me? You talking to him? Because I'm the champion. No, I was talking to you. Yeah, I was talking to you. <laughs> how you doing? Hey, big dog. Hey, good hey, friend. Garcia. Garcia. <laughs> Garcia, baby, Garcia. You know, I, I like Ryan. I like Ryan. I had initially said I like Ryan, then I kind of flip-flopped the tank. But now that we're here, I like Ryan. I like Ryan to win, and I also think he's going to either drop or visibly hurt tank during the fight as well. Yeah. Now, um, I got no dog in this fight. Benny, you're breaking up. We're, I'm sorry. Can y'all hear me now? I'm, I'm in a bad area. Now we can, yeah. Okay. I'm in, a, I'm in a very bad area. So, I'm from Texas. We are tonight. My name is not Benny Anderson. It is, it is Hernandez. And Scooter saying hi. Scooter saying hi. Hey, buddy. Yeah, my sorry. Scooter, Scooter's with his pops right now. And he just said hi. And he just walked. Oh, yeah, that's that's my grandson. That's right. And he is named after who? The one and only, the one and only Bob. So that's right. But anyways, I'm I'm going for Garcia. I just I love his heart, and uh, I just got to do it, man. So I'm going for Garcia. Amen, brother. Has anybody talked to Governor Abbott to see which bus he's going to be on? What did he just say? <laughs> did well, I'll tell you one to... thing. About, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing about this. Listen, I, listen. I root for Governor Abbott, Abbott, but when he said he was standing for Texas, he lied. I'm just saying, he lied. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and get, get, go ahead and get a uh, roll call then. We got uh, Ty. Ty, you say you're Ryan? 
Yeah, I expect Ryan. To, I actually think Ryan's going to win, and I think he's going to drop or visibly hurt Tank at one point during the fight. Yep, Benny, wow. I love you. Ty, did you have a change of heart, or was I thinking wrong? No, right. Initially, if you remember when when Bernard Hopkins was on, I said I thought uh, Ryan Garcia was all wrong for Tank. I thought Ryan would beat Tank, but then over the as things went on, I, I started thinking Tank was going to win. But uh, now that we're here, and I always try to wait till the night before, the night of the fight or before the fight to really make my prediction. Now that we're here, I uh, like I said, I think Ryan's going to win, and he's going to drop or visibly hurt Tank. Thank you. I agree. I think it's gonna, it's he's gonna drop him with a shot, and I don't think Javante's. Let's put it this way: when Javante fought Isaac Cruz, Isaac Cruz won that fight. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the judges say. Isaac Cruz won that fight. They gave it to Javante. If he could beat Isaac Cruz, he's not gonna beat Ryan tonight. Period. He's getting dropped in the eighth round. I, I think Ryan is just too big. I really do. He, he's a big quicker kid, and I think that, you know, if they were the same height, you know, if they had the same dimensions, I, maybe I'd think a little differently, but I, I think Ryan's too big and too quick, and I think that's going to tell the tale of the fight, personally. Okay. Kaden? You know, I'm, I might be eating crow for this one, be the only one not, but, you know, just, I don't watch a lot of boxing, and, you know, I can't, I can't say a lot about you know, uh, you know a lot of the boxing techniques, and as much as I can say about MMA, but you know from the from the Javante Davis fights that I've seen, it, it seems like he's always fighting the uphill battle, and you know, he's never really the tallest guy in, in, in any fight he's really fighting. And I don't know how many how many fights he's lost yet, but he seems to win a hell of a lot of them. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Javante Davis. I think you know. Ryan Garcia is fast. He's going to outpace him, I think, in, in just you know going hit for hit. He's going to land more. He's going to throw more. But if he makes a mistake and he leaves that head on a swivel, oof, oof. Mm-hmm. So you do, you gonna, you're in Okay. And Caden, Caden, just to let you know, Caden, Javante Davis is undefeated at 28-0 with 26 knockouts. Yeah, Ryan Garcia, twenty three and zero with let, nineteen knockouts. Yeah, yeah. Let let Uncle Benny let Uncle Benny put this in a, in, 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 in MMA terms. Terms, okay. Do you remember uh, what happened to um, you know when Ken Shamrock fought Tito Ortiz? I do remember that. Yeah, remember that. Okay, quite well. Or do you remember when Tito Ortiz? Do you remember when Tito Ortiz fought the one and only um? Oh my gosh, you can see his face. He fought uh, he got spanked. He spanked him. We got spanked. Literally got spanked. Chef Chuck Yeah, remember that. Okay. I, I say Ken Ken Shamrock, great, great. I think he's more tank, and I think Garcia is more like Tito. I think Tito. I just think I'm putting the term. You're picking the wrong fighter. What I'm trying to say. You're picking the wrong fighter. I don't know. I think I'm picking the right one. Everyone, everyone's going with Garcia. I'm gonna go with Davis. Gotta be, gotta be the odd one yeah. out. Zito right thinks Davis is gonna. Zito's not here, but Zito thinks Davis is gonna win as well. Just I think he's. I just think you know, as soon as Garcia makes that mistake, as soon as he leaves his head out there, he does. Yeah, Davis is gonna find him. Davis is gonna find it. 
Okay, I'm sorry. Scooter disagreed with you, you buddy. Scooter just said he agrees with you, so okay. What do you think, Bob? Bob, you there? Bob? Tell me you want to mute again. Yeah, I was on mute again. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Davis or Davis or uh, or uh, Ryan Garcia? Uh, I don't know much about either one of them. I don't watch too much boxing, but you know, Caden sound really, really uh, convicted. So I'm going to go on the on the uh, the favoring side there. Yes, the MMA guys need tonight. You know, that way, if he's eating crew, crow, it'll be a table for two. Oh yeah. <laughs> Always do like a count on table you. for five. Gito <laughs> and I will be in the, I'll be sitting there with him, so uh, it won't be that much. Uh, well, it seems like it's a, a pretty split prediction amongst the panel, which makes a lot of sense, right? That's why these are the kind of fights we want, fights where we aren't sure who's oh, yeah. going to win. And, and right. what, I, what I see lot about boxing is, you know, weirdly enough, it always seems like the best don't fight the best. And this is one of those rare occasions where the best is really fighting the best. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Ty, uh, here we go, putting you right on the on the, the uh, soapbox. Is Terrence Crawford going to sign this contract or not? You know, I don't know. I don't know, right? It was it was very close last time, and it didn't happen. Um, I, I can't pretend to even begin to know. You know, it, it's becoming like the Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao debacle, right? Remember, that was a five-year saga. This is already going on like three years, and these guys, you know, aren't Manny Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather. So I just hope it gets done. It's a good fight, you know, just like tonight. It's a fight we want to see because we don't readily know who to win. So just hope it happens, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Tony? Uh, on which one? Uh, on the Crawford uh, Spence. It's been back and forth as far as being signed. I just hope it's signed. It's going to be another one like tonight. I mean, that's another one that everybody wants to see. And I know Ty's big on it. I'm big on it. These are two of the fights I've wanted to see now for the last years. What we're going to see tonight, and Errol Spence and Crawford, um, Wilder and Joshua would be a good one, but it's nowhere on the league of what those two fights are. So it's, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully that taking place. Okay. Hey, what do you Sorry think about, if I'm preoccupied. Uh, I'm cooking. <laughs> um. Okay, we have Islam Makhachevich uh, versus Stanford. Uh, uh, Justin Chandler. Justin Chandler had that very, very close fight, that retirement fight with Khabib, and now he's fighting, you know, a fighter that some may call mini Khabib or Khabib's prodigy or – I mean, some people say he has potential to be better than Khabib. And honestly, like, he's not going to be better skill-wise but he, anyone has the potential to, to have a better career than Khabib. Khabib fought nine fights in the U.S. Although his skill, it's skill-wise, he kept on fighting, then he, yeah, he would have been better than John Jones. He would have been better than Stepan Miocic. He would have been better than a bunch of fighters. So that's, he only fought nine fights. Justin Gaethje was one of them. 
and Justin Gaethje was one of his hardest fights. And when he Justin Gaethje got probably put up the best fight out of all the fighters he fought, except for maybe Connor or Justin Poirier. And you know, has Chandler really done enough in these past couple fights to deserve a title shot? I'm gonna leave that up to to uh, to Dana White. But you know that last win he had over um, uh, over uh, uh, who did he fight? Who did he fight? Sovkov, Sovkov, or who did he fight? Who did Justin Gaethje uh, fight last? Uh, he fought Rafael Fiziev. He fought Rafael Fiziev. Fiziev, Fiziev, that's who it was. Well, not not Sovkov, Rachmanov, Fiziev. Fiziev is a very, very hard fighter to fight. He's such a hard fighter to fight. He's in your face 24-7. And it's not going to be no different with, with Islam Makhachev. Islam Makhachev, we saw him in that Charles Oliveira fight. Not only does he have ground game to match up to Charles Oliveira, the guy who submitted uh, Justin, submitted Justin Gaethje not long, not, you know, not, not too long ago. He out, he out ground game Charles. And he outstruck Charles. Now, Justin outstruck Charles as well. A lot of people did. It's not a very hard thing to do. But when you're a pure wrestler and you know, your your entire stand-up game is all remembered by one moment of Islam Makhachev getting knocked the frick out, like when he got knocked out, that was crazy. Even you know, Khabib couldn't believe it. Khabib was just telling him to go down, go to the ground, that's where you're best at. I didn't think he could knock anybody out. When he was on the ground, I was actually very scared that Charles Oliveira was, was going to outstrike him, get him on the ground, and submit him. But it was actually the complete opposite. Islam Makachev showed very good boxing, very intelligent boxing, and he knew not to overstep. In that last fight, Charles Oliveira was going for flying knees. He was going for sitting back this. And on one of those flying knees that he threw, Islam did not hesitate. He backed up, threw a right hook that knocked him out, and then he got on the ground and, and subbed him. It was, it was a flush victory. It was something that Justin could, would not – I don't see how he could defend against that. See how Justin Gaethje should be able to defend against Islam Makachev. He did come from that very, very active fighter in Rafael Fizev, but this is a whole different story. This is Raphael Fizev that knows how to wrestle and two times stronger. Is he going to be ready for that? I don't think so. Okay, Bob? Well, I'm a, you know me. I'm always a Gagey fan, so I'm going to go with Gagey. But uh, he's a great fight. Just Makachev's a beast, so it uh, probably won't go my way. I'll... Tony, get some crow ready for me. He's always got, that's what he's doing now. He's starting to cook early. <laughs> Amy and I are cooking it right now. I'll take a picture and send it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Makachev uh, is full of energy. He's full of energy. It'll, it'll be a slugfest. Uh, Makachev, I just think, is that one bit above. But, I'm, you know, that's why I love this sport. Anyone's got a chance. Uh, there could be. Great. Uh, a, a nice strike or a nice grab, it's just one mistake. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll get in Gagey's corner again. Okay. I won't. Hey, I won't uh, force feed you, Bob. I don't need to get stapled anytime soon. 
Hey, Ty, what do you think of uh, Tyson Fury and Andy Ruiz coming up? Yeah, like I, I saw that that's been rumored about. It hasn't been signed yet, but that Tyson Fury has kind of said it. And uh, I don't think PBC, who Andy Ruiz is with, uh, would have any problems sending Ruiz over there to fight Fury. No different than they had no problem sending Ruiz over there to fight Joshua with Eddie Hearn. So uh, if that fight comes off, Andy Ruiz loses a wide 12-round decision. He's a tough, durable guy. He's not going to be stopped by Tyson Fury. But Andy Ruiz doesn't have the feet or the conditioning to be able, or the sense of urgency in a fight to be able to, to hang with Tyson Fury. That'll be a wide 12-round decision for Tyson Fury. And then he'll talk to Joshua or talk smack to Joshua about how he dominated the guy that knocked Joshua out. So that's what I expect. I hope it happens. I really hope that gets signed now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Caden, uh, what do you think about uh, Alexander Volkovich um, and uh, Yuri uh, Rodriguez? It's coming up uh, oh, next month. Alexander Volkanovsky and Kair Rodriguez. Volkanovsky, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jair Rodriguez has definitely done enough to show that he deserves a title shot, especially, you know, against the likes of Alexander Volkanovsky. Will he be able to show that he can hang in the top of the top so that he deserves to get that, that UFC gold? I don't know. Volkanovski, you know, even though he's just coming off of a division, uh, a division loss to Islam Makachev, he went five rounds with Islam Makachev, moved up a weight, fought one of the scariest dudes compound on the planet. This is a guy you do not want to fight. This is a guy you do not want to get in the octagon with. But Yair, on the other hand, is no slight of scary. When he fought um, Max Holloway, that fight was that fight was not only extremely entertaining, but he almost won that fight. He was very very close to winning that fight. It was a round five decision, and honestly, if you said that if if Yair got his hand raised, I wouldn't even say Robert. I could definitely see how mm-hmm. Yair won that fight. Although I do agree that uh, Max Holloway did enough to win that fight. Yair was showing absolute. He was putting on a, a striking masterclass. His hands and mm-hmm. his feet were magic. His he, the stuff that he can do, and and you know the stuff that he can do. He was doing like like three sixty scorpion kicks off the back foot. Who does that? No one does that. Only Yair Rodriguez has the the skill and and balance just to do the the craziest stuff in the world and knock someone out. You know, and if he's going to mm-hmm. fight Alexander Volkanovsky, then Volk's got to be ready for some crazy stuff. Some crazy, crazy stuff. Some stuff he's never going to get hit with ever again unless he fights Yair Rodriguez for the second time. Mm-hmm. That being said, Yair, sometimes that fancy stuff doesn't work. We saw it with, with Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira went to the flying knee. Got, as soon as he got on the ground, he got, he, he got knocked down. And he lost the fight because of it. We see fancy stuff not work all the time. But Yair has the spark to make it work. But Alexander Volkanovsky has knowledge to, to not get hit mm-hmm. by some crazy stuff. And he has the control. Mm-hmm. And he controls the octagon like no other fight. He's going to do what he wants you to do. 
and, or he's going to mm-hmm. make you. You know, he's going to make you do what he wants you to do. It's, it's just it's all around not a fun for both fighters. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a very fun fight for the viewers. But I see both, I see both you know, just, just clearing him. He's, Dyer's just not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, he's not as accomplished. He's not ready. He needs some more years. But if he were to, you know, flash knockout Volkanovski or give Volkanovski one hell of a fight and win in decision, then I could definitely see that happening. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more for it. I love Yair Rodriguez. Yeah. Right. Hey, Ty, what do you think? Uh, excuse me. Uh, Josh Taylor uh, and uh, Tiafino Lopez uh, in May. Josh Taylor should win that fight, right? He should be too big, too skilled for Tiafino. Tiafino looked good uh, in the Lomachenko fight, right? He beat Lomachenko fairly. Obviously, Lomachenko had an injury, but I don't. You, you, Whatever you come to the ring with, that's how you come to the ring. He beat Lomachenko fairly. With that said, he hasn't looked good since. Obviously, George Kambos is outboxing. Uh, I forgot who he fought the last time, but I thought that kid outboxed him too. Uh, Josh Taylor, a bigger guy than Lomachenko, is going to give Tiafino fits with his skill set. The only thing about Josh Taylor is, his last time out against Jake Catterall, I thought he lost. Most people thought he lost. He didn't look good. He looked flat, and he looked very one-dimensional and very rude. Uh, since then, he's had an injury. He hasn't fought in quite some time. So you just don't know what is, you know, which Josh Taylor is going to show up. Is he, you know, what we saw against Jake Catterall was that the beginning of a decline, or was that just an anomalous type of performance? If Josh Taylor is the Josh Taylor, we've seen defeat Regis Progray, we've seen defeat Ivan Baranchek, then he's going to handle Tiafima Lopez in, in a wide decision. So, uh, mm-hmm. again, once we're on the eve of the fight, I'll, I'll have a better sense of how I feel. But right now, uh, I like Josh Taylor live in that fight. All right, let's ask our technical expert who's uh, arrived. Uh, Zito, what do you think? Uh, how's everybody doing, first of all? Sorry, I'm late. I'm on the road from Carolina uh, getting my daughter and the rain as a company. So you have to forgive me. Drive safety, um, man. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with Todd. Um, Terrafimo has not looked good since the Lomachenko fight. And Josh Taylor, I mean, outside of his last fight, he's he, 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 and Josh Taylor's not he's not over the hill old. He's 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 seasoned and he's not old. So, I mean that I I I can't it's hard for me to pick Terrafina. Um Josh is big, so it's gonna you know, that that adds to the hard to be knocking out accountability. Um and I, I actually think Josh is quicker to the trigger mentally. Uh, he, he's sharper. He, he, as simple as that. He's sharper than Tirafimo. Tirafimo, uh, he has a puncher chance against a bigger guy, or against a big guy, I'm going to say. I don't know how heavy uh, Tirafimo is going to come in, so I can't, you know what I mean? But he he has a puncher's chance against a guy that I, I think is going to take him apart. Okay. He, he has a puncher's You know, I think I, I agree with you, though, real quick. He has a puncher's chance against a guy who's never been hurt. You know what I mean? So 
who fought a big puncher in Regis program. So, you know, Josh would have to be off for him to lose that fight. Okay. All right. Here's, the, here's another one for, for uh, Z. Next week, on the 6th of May, not uh, Cinco de Mayo for, for change, we got Mr. Alvarez uh, fighting uh, for the next first time uh, this year, I guess, against John Ryder. What, what's your thoughts? I think I think John Ryder uh he has two fists and that that he stands a chance with those. That's about it. Um this mm. this is a fight to uh I think to get Canelo after the G G he's trying to set up uh what he's been talking, a rematch with Bivol. Um right. right now I think it's a stay busy fight. Canelo's been fighting, uh he he's a guy who's fight off he's fought often. He who stays busy, usually. So I mm-hmm. mean I I I'm I'm yeah, I don't give Ryder too much of a chance at this. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so. Yeah, Ty, what do you think? Well, the reason why he's fighting Ryder is he's, Canelo's coming off of surgery. And uh, mm-hmm. so Ryder is kind of a, a tune-up fight. Although Ryder is, is a quality opponent. Um, with mm-hmm. that said, this is, you know, Canelo's going to win. I think the real question is how does he look? Uh, Zito mm-hmm. and I have stated on this radio show several times that we believe Canelo is plateaued. So mm-hmm. Ryder's the kind of guy that, you know, he usually eventually walks over. And uh, so I'm just curious to see if he, you know, looks uh, like the same guy who, uh, you know, who, who, who was dynamic and destroying everyone, or if he's looking like this more recent version where he has plateaued because injuries could have taken a toll. And he just maybe not, maybe Zito and I perceived he plateaued because the injuries, the little Nixon uh, were slowing him down. So it'll be interesting to see if what Zito and I perceive is, is accurate or if uh, maybe it was something else. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. that's the basis of this performance to see how he looks because uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's levels above John Ryder. Okay. Tony, what do you think uh, Devin Haney and uh, Vasily Lomachenko is coming up on uh, uh, May 20th? What's your thoughts? Um, I'm not real big into either one of them. I mean, Haney obviously is up and coming. Lomachenko has been around a long time. Fantastic. I think it'll be – it won't be a knockout. It'll be who's going to take it to the end and who's going to score the most points. I personally think Lomachenko is probably a little faster. Uh, Haney's probably got a little bit more power, but I don't know which way I would lean right now. I'd have to pull a tie and wait until the night of on that one to, to say who I'd go with on that one, but probably leaning towards uh, Lomachenko, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I would, or, uh, Caden, what do you think about uh, Liz Condroy's uh, uh, fight? <clears throat> He just had uh, with uh, uh, Deanne Bennett. I didn't actually hear anything about that. Okay. Bob? You're talking about Liz Carmouche. Yeah, she defended her Bellator uh, strawweight title yeah. last night. She she won, and uh, she, she had three really tough rounds, um, but was able to get a fourth-round uh, armbar choke for the victory. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, she's, since she's going to Bellator, she's had a resurgence. She's undefeated over at Bellator. Obviously, the competition at Bellator, especially at 125, right, is not quite what it is at UFC. But, you, you know, kudos to Liz Carmel. She's a veteran in the game. She's one of the pioneers, actually. And, uh, you know, she's uh, had a career resurgence, won her first title, and is now defended twice, actually. So, good for her. Okay. Uh, here's here's a uh, here's a question that people seem to be asking. Uh, what's the story with Connor Ben? He's been been uh, knocked out uh, with uh, the uh, anti anti doping uh, court. And uh, DVC won't give him a uh, a license. Do you have anything on that? Well, he knocked him. Yeah, he knocked himself out. You know, he was they were, they were trying to do the Eubank Ben fight, and right. Ben went ahead and knocked himself out by by uh, testing positive for all sorts of stuff. And obviously he denied it. The BCF tested positive. The BBC, which is the British Board of Boxing, the BBBC, the British Board of Boxing Control, who does the oversight over there, they did an investigation. They said Conor Ben cooperated. Uh, but they found him liable. And so that's where we stand. I'm not sure what the punishment is as of yet. Um but the sad thing is, is I keep hearing, and I've heard this multiple times from multiple sources. It's just rumors, but I keep hearing that uh, his camp had been in talks to fight Manny Pacquiao, which would be atrocious given this, you know, what Conor Ben has just uh, been, uh, you know, found guilty of. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm sure they're going to pull his license. We don't know for how long. We don't know how long it's going to be suspended. Uh, but I, I imagine we'll find that out within the next few days or weeks to come. Mm-hmm. You really got to watch those to... every. Okay. Yeah, Bob. Oh, I just said you got to really watch those everything bagels at Starbucks. You know what I mean? They test your pop pop for PEDs. <laughs> poppy seed, man. Poppy seed. Poppy seed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Z, what do you think of Clarissa Shields' uh, fight with uh, uh, Gabriel? It's uh, coming up. I, I, think, I think it's going to be a good fight. Uh, I, I saw a little bit. I forget her name, but I saw a little bit of her. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I picked Clarissa to win, but I, I, I picked Clarissa to get touched up on a bit in his fight. Um I, I mean, I don't think that anybody has the power to really deter her like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's capable of getting touched up on. It's just, just Clarissa's so tenacious, and I mean, she's smart too. She has good uh, sense of fight timing. Um, but mm-hmm. she, she's just, you know, so in such good shape, and and she has that dog in her. That it, it's hard. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I don't see anybody beating her till she gets old, just like everybody else till they get older. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tony, you got anything on that? Nope, 100% behind Z on that one. Okay. Right. You know what? Clarissa um, Shields, you know, it's a rematch, right? Clarissa Shields fought Hannah Gabriel and like her, I don't know, maybe like her, it was her fourth or fifth fight. She fought her pretty early in her career. I remember watching the fight. And, you know, Clarissa Shields came out aggressive like she does in the first round throwing bunches of punches and not necessarily moving her head as she's throwing punches. And Hannah Gabriel caught her with a nice left hook and sat Clarissa 
Shields down on the seat of our pants. So you only want to knock mm. Clarissa Shields down. And, uh, you know, both of them have improved. And so I kind of side with Vito. You know, I, Clarissa Shields really showed me a little something in a Savannah Marshall fight because she, mm-hmm. the one thing about Clarissa yeah. Shields is she's very athletically gifted. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of the girls have, you know, developed great technique. But Clarissa Shields, where she's kind of anomalous, is she has, you know, solid, good technique, but she's so athletically gifted. And uh, mm-hmm. when she came, you know, we knew she was going to start fast against Savannah Marshall. But as the fight slowed down and athleticism waned, Savannah Marshall started touching on her, started reeling her in, being a bigger heavy hitter. And I saw Clarissa Shields have to make an adjustment to go ahead and, and, and take back control of that fight and win it. So she showed me a lot. Um, I don't think Hannah Gabriel is going to ask the questions of Clarissa Shields that Savannah Marshall did, but I do think, like Zito said, Hannah Gabriels is going to be competitive in spots, but Clarissa Shields is going to go ahead and win that fight. Uh, well, here's a here's a Jack in the Box that I hadn't seen before. Uh, Floyd Mayweather now has said that he's going to create his new world championship belt. Um, anybody want to comment on that one? Then we'll do legitimacy. He's an ass. Yeah. Legitimacy. Well, I, legitimacy. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm going to say about it. Legitimacy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All that, like, like, all that really does is just add another trinket sanction with sanctioned body fees. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing, right? The sanctioned bodies get fees when uh, the fighter defends the belt and the challenger fights for the belt. So for Floyd, given his, his prestige in the game right now, if he were to create something like that, and mm-hmm. if – think about this. If Floyd were to create something like that, and he would have to, you know, obviously register with the governing body, yada, 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 yada. But if the governing bodies accept this and he creates that, then for him, all he needs is really one legitimate fighter to go ahead and take that title. And, and all he would do is get one of his guys, you get a Tank Davis to fight for mm-hmm. the vacant Mayweather belt. And again, next thing you know, the belt has a little bit of legitimacy, just like the IBF and the WBO before it, right? Remember when it was just WBC mm-hmm. and WBA? I remember when I'm old enough to remember when IBF came along. I was like, what the hell is this? Who, who's going to care mm-hmm. about this? And here we are. You know, now we talk mm-hmm. about the four belt unification. So even though it would, it would be a lesser belt, for Floyd, he would make money off the sanctioning fees, and fighters would fight for his belt. Nonetheless, I don't – whether it would gain the status of the big four, I don't know. But, again, at one time they were only big two. So, who knows? Okay. But for Floyd, it's a way to make – for Floyd, it's a way to make a couple dollars, Jeff. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? The, the one thing I've never really understood and never really got is when I'm looking at or – I'm, or I'm thinking about, like, boxing ratings and who's the, you know, definite champ of a weight division – there's so many belts, and there's so many champions. There's never really a, 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 a definite champ of any of any division, and it's always like 
it's it's it, it, it's weird to me in that sense because you know usually the fights that I'm I'm watching there's you know, there's one champion for each weight division. In yeah, boxing, part of that, there's so many. Part of the reason like is, is belts the, are insignificant. You know, but but look at it this way, right? There isn't even in MMA. In MMA, there isn't one champion in each weight division. In yeah, the UFC, there is yeah. one champion, right? And so, think about this. Think if all those different organizations cross-promoted. The UFC guys fought Bellator guys, fought one guys, fought, you know, uh, uh, PFL guys. Um, then what happens is then you would have a true undisputed champion. Yeah. So in boxing, yeah. because you don't have a monopoly like the UFC or you don't have these organizations, what you have are sanctioning bodies, which are, which are you know, backed by state athletic commissions. So kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, very much like, like police forces, right? Uh, and like state laws, there are different jurisdictions. So because of these different jurisdictions, boxing is not unified. You have these different titles that have recognition. And so mm-hmm. we only have in boxing an undisputed champion if a guy unifies all four titles. It makes for a big event, but like you said, because of so many belts, the you know, the championships are diluted. Yeah. And, and you know, when I'm thinking about, like, you know, all the – you're talking about, like, all the, you know, MMA fight groups and all, all the different fight promotions linking up. You know, you see the definite – usually the definite best of the best is – UFC, what what would be the most prestigious belt that you could have out of all the organizations in boxing? But the UFC is the best, first of all. The UFC is really only the best of the best in the States because if you were in Southeast Asia, they would tell you one is the best of the best. But with that being said, what makes the UFC the best of the best? Because it has a monopoly. It has the money. It has the the corporate sponsorship, right? So that way they can, you know, import the best fighters. Plus, I gotta give you know Dana White and the Fertitta brothers credit. They did a great job marketing a sport with Tough, and it really blew it up. And it made the UFC the most important organization, specifically in the state. Boxing mm-hmm. for boxing to do that, all the sanctions, like literally, like Warren Buffett or, or Bill Gates or somebody would have to come in and and buy all the sanctioning yeah. bodies. And even then, other sanctioning bodies would prop up because you could always register with the state athletic, state athletic commission. Yeah. So, like, think about this. UFC guys, you know, Francis Ngannou, John Jones, they're UFC employees, whereas yeah. boxers are independent contractors, right? So that's okay. such a big difference. Yeah. But yeah. What, what would be the more prestigious one to get, like IBF or, you know, WBO, WBA? It, right now, it's the WBA, WBC, IBF, and I believe WBO they consider the big four. Um, but in boxing, where the real big difference is, is the prestige isn't with the belt. It's typically uh-huh. with the fighter. And okay. the fighter actually elevates the belt because it's contingent. Like if Loma, when Lomachenko, if Lomachenko is, you know, at the time when he was coming up, he was widely considered, you know, the best fighter in his division. And so when he unified the belts, it was just confirmation. But when he won the, the IBO belt or the WBO belt, uh, he was still considered the number one guy. The unification, again, in boxing, it gives us that big event. Kind of like in the UFC when you have an interim champion fighting the guy who was the champion. You know what I mean? It gives you a big mm-hmm. event. 
Um, but at the same time, unlike the UFC, because boxers aren't under one umbrella, and, and then you have promoters and networks that don't want to work together, we are so robbed of the best fights, whereas in MMA, yeah. you constantly see the best fights, right? Mm-hmm. So. There's the best half to fight the best to, to move up. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I understood that. Cool, man. Huh. Hey, uh, Kaden, what do you think of Zemet? Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to kill this one. Sergey Palovich. Caden's on it. My guy is on it. <laughs> He's on I it. I knew it. My guy is on it. So, yeah, Sergey Palovich coming in against Curtis Blades. You know, this is a big fight. Not it, it's yeah. kind of like the Max Holloway fight that we saw last that we saw last week. It's a big fight, a very pivotal fight in both of these guys' careers. Sergey Pavlovich is red hot right now. He's coming into the UFC. Last time he fought, he fought the fan favorite. Uh, he fought the fan favorite Tai Tuivasa, and when he fought Tai, he knocked him out in 54 seconds. He threw he, he threw 23 strikes. Most of them were ground strikes. I'm pretty sure almost all of them were ground strikes. But he threw five punches or six punches at the start of the round, knocked Ty on his, on his butt, and as soon as he got him on his butt, he just started going crazy. Like he, he, just, he just, like, started wailing on him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. I've never seen mm-hmm. someone do that to Ty Chibasa. I never really thought it would happen to Ty Chibasa. It was kind of like when Ty fought uh, Derek Lewis. That was also a very sad outing. You, know, you see two very heavy hitters, and you think this is going to be an absolute brawl, but usually mm-hmm. it ends up in the younger guy beating the older guy very, very quickly. And we saw that mm-hmm. right after. It was, it was, um, it was before, before he fought Ty, he actually knocked out Derek Lewis in the first round. He, he knocked out Derek Lewis one second, one second. Um, longer. It took him one second longer to knock out Derek Lewis than to knock out Ty Tuivasa. He knocked out Ty mm-hmm. in 54 seconds. He knocked out Derek Lewis in 55 seconds. And those were back-to-back fights. Back-to-back fights. Curtis mm-hmm. Blaze, on the other hand, we see him as a technical brawler, almost. He does his mm-hmm. thing. The last fight he got, he got into a fight with my guy, Tom Aspinall. And it was a very, very disappointing outing just because of uh, mm-hmm. it being a doctor stoppage, Tom Aspinall breaking his leg. It was only 15 seconds long. It just was, it just didn't, it didn't look, didn't look too good. But this fight will hopefully be different. Hopefully we can see a full fight. I don't want to see a fight. You know, these both of these guys, both of their last fights did not last over a minute. One was because of an absolutely incredible outing, and one was due to freak injury. I think mm-hmm. Curtis Blades proved the doubters wrong. A lot of people are saying you know, he should not be where he's at today because he actually moved up in ranking, and that's how he was able to, to win this fight against Sergi when he, when he beat mm-hmm. Tom Aspen. But he didn't really beat mm-hmm. Tom Aspen on City. Tom Aspinall had a freak injury and broke his leg. It, it, to me, it really should be Tom Aspinall fighting Sergi right now. 
So I think Tom Aspinall would have wholeheartedly, I believe he would have won that fight. But it didn't end up that way. God didn't want it that mm-hmm. way. And now we're seeing Curtis Blades take on Sergey Pavlovich. And God bless mm-hmm. Curtis Blades. He's going to need to throw every bit of wrestling at him. Because this is a massive Russian bear. This is a, rash, this is a mm-hmm. massive Russian bear, man. He's, he's jacked up on Smirnov. How are you going to stop mm-hmm. him? He can't. He's, he's going to be in his face from the as soon as the bell rings to as soon as he's out cold on the mat. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Curtis Blades. You're going to get knocked out, and it's not going to be very pretty. And I don't see this fight mm-hmm. going past the first round. Mm-hmm. couple things but, about this matchup, right? couple things mm-hmm. about this matchup. And, and Katie touched on everything brilliantly. One thing about Curtis Blades is, I, first of all, the Tom Aspinall fight, I absolutely thought Aspinall was going to win that fight. We don't know. We can't even get a sense of what was going to happen because he blew his knee out so early. But I, I predicted Aspinall to win that fight. I think Aspinall, uh, a healthy Aspinall, is a comer. Um, with that said, outside of this Aspinall debacle, the only fights that Curtis Blades has lost have been two to Francis Ngannou and one to Derek Lewis. Those two guys are the two heaviest hitters that the UFC has probably seen. Probably right up there is one of the hardest hitters the UFC is Sergey. So he does have the recipe to go ahead and detonate a bomb on Curtis Blades' chin. If Curtis Blades gets ropes with his takedown entries, he could get caught by Sergey. If Curtis Blades doesn't get this to the floor, he could get caught by Sergey. The one thing about Curtis Blades that, that you know, Caden didn't mention, he mentioned Curtis Blades wrestling. Curtis Blades is the division record, record holder in takedowns and top control. And that's the division that at one time I had Cain Velasquez. Curtis Blades right now holds those records. The other thing, too, is Sergey Pavlov is on a five-fight win streak. He's only lost one fight in the UFC. It was his debut, um, but he was thought of so highly. They threw him in with Overeem, who was my guy. Uh, Overeem took him down. He showed really nothing off his back, and Overeem pounded him out and got a stoppage win. So the one time he was really taken down, he was destroyed. That was, again, a few years ago. I expect Sergey's takedown defense to be much better. And uh, I, 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 I do think that Sergey is going to eventually catch Curtis Blades with something. I don't know if it's going to be the first round or the second round, but before the third round, I do think he's going to catch Curtis Blades with something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bob? Yeah, I, I, I agree with what both of them said. I mean, the is, well, I can't agree with both, but the, as far as uh, um, Curtis Blaze is considered, I mean, he, he's a tough dude. You know what I mean? And and um, so it'll it'll be it'll be good. Mm-hmm. That's tonight, right? Yes, sir. Actually, the main card is going now. It started at seven. Oh, I got Ooh, I haven't had any more internet for two weeks, so I'm I'm struggling. <laughs> guys, that uh, brings us to the end of our, our time and of our program. Uh, I want to thank everybody for, for uh, all the uh, help tonight. It was really a great show, and uh, uh, you guys all do a fantastic job. So again, I've got the uh, I got the score sheet here about that, and I'll uh, uh, making a phone call I'm sure tomorrow to the uh, uh, 
uh, any bakery to uh, get uh, certain pies made up. But, uh, and maybe some food sandwiches will be in the uh, in the mail to people. So, uh, so we'll, uh, I just want our, our fans, listeners, to know that you know usually the day after all these fights or come Monday. There's a lot of uh, text messages sent between the group about who's got to eat crow. So we, we don't let you know. Just, just let you know that we all got a spare for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, just prior to going on the air, I did talk to uh, the guy we had on last week, Paul. Uh, he uh, got bloodied in the uh, first round, and uh, it was all over after the third round. So uh, he wasn't too. Uh, wasn't too happy with uh, his performance, so I just want to let everybody know. Just keep I, a good I need to work again. Uh, well, hope, hopefully everything will go well. So, uh, all right, you want to lead us out, Tony? Yeah, that was an excellent show. One of my favorites. Everybody's upbeat tonight. Couldn't take it better than they could be upbeat. It's going to be a great fight night in USC and for, uh, for boxing. So, I wish everybody uh, very good luck tonight. It's a split group. Somebody's eating a crow. I don't think it's going to be me who died, but you guys have a great weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Aiden? Absolutely great show. Definitely one of my favorite ones. Do not miss it. Serge Palovich versus Curtis Blade. It's a free fight, and if you can find it, make sure you watch it. And if you do find it and you are watching it, put your phone down, open your eyes, and look at the screen. It's going to be a fun one. I promise you that. I say a lot. I said it last week, and it wasn't a fun one. But this one, I guarantee you, sparks are going to be flying. Bob, on the MMA. Guys, Zito, always boxing. Tony, it was great to hear from you tonight. Always have good input. I'll see y'all next weekend. Peace. See you later, buddy. Okay. Yeah, Zito? Uh, yeah, wonderful show uh, 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 that I've heard uh, as long as I was on. As always, uh, I want to thank Tony, Bob, Kaden, Ty, you, Butch, all of my Fighting Words family. And these shows are definitely in memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. And if anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Okay, Bob. Guys, again, thanks. What a great show. Uh, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Thanks for Caden and Ty for always, you know, bailing me out with the MMA. Uh, Tony Z, always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for putting it all together, Frank. Um, everyone have a great week. God bless. Keep those chins down and eyes up. Okay, Ty. First of all, it was great being on with the entire crew tonight. It's been quite some time to have all of us on at one time. That was excellent. Outstanding show, gentlemen. Uh, always a pleasure. Before I say good night, I just want to double down and triple down. I'm saying it with bass in my voice, my chest out. Ryan Garcia will win tonight. Will visibly hurt or drop Tank Davis. I'm saying it again with bass in my voice and my chest out. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mellon's watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone have a wonderful week. Be well. Silent April silent. How can you follow that one? <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week with grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women police and fire services, the doctors and nurses, and the first responders to COVID, the wonderful people to clean up after them, and especially the people that keep our shelves stopped at the supermarket. Um, these programs are dedicated to those who lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Thomas, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Vicki Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henler, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Anafu Crispin, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Laterno, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Chief Al Hogan, Longboat Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Deputy Mike Hargrove, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Chris Meyer, Polk County Sheriff's Department, and Sergeant Christopher Fitzgerald, Philadelphia Sheriff's Department, as well as Temple Police Department, Temple University Police Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you, and may the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the palm of his hands. Good night, God bless, and please have a great week.
Bob, we love you and we miss you. 